0: Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of Kicking Out at Two. I'm your host Dave Rosenbluth and thank you all for hitting the download button and joining me this week as we got a pretty busy show planned for you here. Uh, lots been going on in the wrestling world. It's been a big week and to kind of celebrate part of that big week that took place, uh, we're going to be doing a special Saturday Night's Main Event Watch Party from November the 14th, 1992. Uh, that show is available on the WWE Network. You can watch that along with with us fairly shortly here. Uh, But before we do all that, let me remind everyone that we are on social media and come join us on social media and be a part of all the fun we're having over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two, as well as our Twitter handle at kicking out two, K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T and the number two. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You'll get all the same stuff we got going on between links to archive shows, uh, pictures and and, uh, debates and discussions, videos, gifs, memes, all kinds of great stuff that embodies retro pro wrestling I bring it over there on both Facebook and and Twitter as well. So you can hit us up on Facebook, give us that like, and follow us on Twitter and be a part of all the fun as well as being a member of the Kicking Out at Two crew. You can also find this show on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Head over to Podbean and search Retromania with a W, and you'll find the backlog archives of all the shows of Kicking Out at Two as well as Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors, Hulkamania's Dead, Gaijin Wrestling Radio. Origins of Attitude, and all other kinds of bonus content you have going on over there. If you search Retromania with a W on any podcast platform, whether it's Google Play, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, whether it's uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, any podcast platform available, search Retromania with a W. You will find all the Kicking Out at Two archive shows in that Retromania channel. So uh, you can uh, check out all that. The home base for Kicking Out at Two. Before we get into the watch party, let's discuss the week that wasn't wrestling—the crazy week that wasn't wrestling. Uh, Raw had its season premiere. I thought it was a pretty fun show. Three hours flew right by. I thought the open with with uh, Brock Lesnar destroying Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic was uh, was w- was awesome. It was pretty hot. It was uh, it was it was as hot as it's ever been in a very long time when it comes to openings for Monday Night Raw. It really set the pace for the show, and you felt a different change in the product when you saw that. Segment and how it just continued to evolve um, over the course of the the three hour show that was Monday Night Raw. So um, you know there was that, and then the uh, the the head to head with uh, AEW and um, and WWE NXT, AEW's Dynamite. Beat NXT in the ratings. Uh, 1.4 million viewers over NXT's roughly 800 to 900,000 people watching that show. Um, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It was a lot of fun. I sat and watched NXT on my TV and had AEW on my phone in my basement. Um and it was it was so cool to kind of relive your childhood in many ways, similar to the Monday Night Wars. Um, even though I don't consider this a war, I don't like to refer to it as a war. Um, like I said on last week's show with Dennis, but um, th- this was this was more content for me to consume, and it was a lot of fun. Um, as far as the the shows go. Um, AEW show the perception of it was that it was a big deal Um, it was fresh it had a a different presentation to it the production was was good top quality top notch Um, the matches were good Um, I I, I did enjoy their show it was a really good outing on television and they definitely let you know that, that they're players in the game they're here to compete and and be on and put themselves on that pro wrestling map and i thought it was a a a good outing for them out the gate if they can keep that momentum and continue that then you know, all is going to be right in the world when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, pro wrestling. I, I really feel like that they have a shot of really making a difference. And I think they will. Um, I'm not on the AEW bandwagon necessarily, but I want to see it succeed. And I want to see all wrestling succeed. And um, I think they have a good shot at it. But overall, I thought it was a good show. I really enjoyed the Moxley, Kenny Omega um, interaction with each other. Especially that shot when, you know, the camera pans to to omega and then you just see moxley rise up from behind like i thought that was such a cool visual um their brawl um heading into the back where moxley put you know omega through that glass coffee table um they've made you really invest into this storyline even though they've had limited interaction with each other um and it's become more personal as time goes on and i really enjoyed it um as far as NXT goes, I thought that was a really good show from beginning to end. When it came to the quality of wrestling, I thought the quality of wrestling for NXT was a little bit better. But I think the perception of AEW being a bigger deal because it was in a larger arena kind of gave them the edge a little bit. Um, but my the the highlight for me of this of of that that evening between both shows was the adam cole matt riddle nxt championship match that opened that nxt show i thought it was matt riddle's best match in nxt and he's had some great ones with roger strong velveteen dream killian dane but i thought this match with adam cole was unbelievable um a lot of kicking out of finishers but you know what it it was still fun it still made sense um i i just love the energy that those two guys brought and that that crowd brought it really really kicked things in the high gear um for that show. And then the, 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 the matches continued to be good with the, the, the ladies match with Mia Yim and uh, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae and Shayna Baszler. Um, even the Pete Dunne-Danny Burch match was a real good match. Um, the, the main event, the tag team title match with um, uh, Undisputed Era and Street Profits was awesome. Um, the two surprises with uh, Finn Balor confronting Adam Cole at the beginning of the show after he won from matt riddle which was unbelievable and then the Tommaso Ciampa return um you know nxt is they're really loading up their show and they're loading up their their product um to let aew know that you know we're players too and you know you you want to get in the game you gotta you know follow that compete with us so it as a fan it's just it was just a lot of fun wednesday um to go back and watch both of those shows and And kind of relive that nostalgia that was the Monday Night Wars. Um, And then uh, we move on to Friday and SmackDown. uh, The debut on Fox. Um, Not to be a Debbie Downer, but it didn't hit a home run for me. Um, The look, the production quality, um, the show feeling different because it was a big event. It was a debut on Fox. All that stuff was great, but I felt like a lot of what we saw on this show was what we would see... You know, previous to their time on Fox, it just didn't, it didn't do it for me. It really didn't. Um, I'll, I'll I'll start right from the top. The the interaction with The Rock and Baron Corbin that was fun, but we've seen The Rock. Punk out a bunch of mid carders before when he makes his quick appearances. Uh, I did like the fact that he endorsed Becky Lynch, and it looks like from the way he endorsed Becky Lynch on this first SmackDown on Fox that you know with this draft coming up that we'll see Becky Lynch on SmackDown that she'll be a big focal point of SmackDown. So that was good. There was a positive in that, but he's done the same old talk shit to the you know the the, the lousy mid card wrestler um and then you know punk him out and beat him up. Um, I, yeah, I just didn't see how that benefited Corbin. People will say, you know, oh, well, you know, Corbin, Corbin got in there and had the rub of working with the Rock. But at the same time, he was, you know, made to look like a silly mid Carter with the, the Rock making fun of him because of how he looked as the king of the ring. Like, you know, I just thought it wasn't, it, it didn't do any favors for Corbin. Um you know the 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 ladies tag match as as they moved into um after that segment i thought it was a a fun match good stuff from all four girls um but uh didn't set the world on fire um i thought the rollins nakamura stuff was okay until uh you know the, the the stuff with the fiend bray wyatt we've seen that stuff with bray before i mean clearly they're building towards uh you know him and um they, they were building towards him and uh, Rollins for Hell in the Cell, but um, I don't know. I felt like we've seen that stuff with him. Like, you know, I thought we were just ex- – I was expecting something bigger for The Fiend on SmackDown, and I felt like we didn't get that. Um the Lumberjack match was okay. Didn't really write anything to write home about. The ladder match was a lot of fun. I liked the ladder match with Owens and Shane. Um, they really went balls to the wall, and I knew they would, and it was a lot of fun. Um, the interaction with Braun and uh, Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, the pro boxer, um, I didn't know who he was until they made the appearance on SmackDown, and I felt that interaction was forced. Like It's obvious they want to do something with him and Braun, but um, I didn't think they needed to waste you know, the other talent's time in that eight-man tag to get to that point because everything else just seemed uh, worthless. You know, you had guys like Randy Orton, uh, AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, The Miz out there, um, and Heavy Machinery along with Braun. And all of that, I felt, was just a waste of time to get to the the, the interaction between Braun and, and Tyson Fury. So, um, you know, I, I, I didn't think that was – there's potential for it to be – you know something big down the line at a a major event but i i thought they could have found a a better way to get there lumberjack match okay between reigns and and uh rowan it wasn't anything to write home about and then the main event um brock and kofi Um, i didn't mind brock winning the belt i kind of had a feeling that was going to happen i just didn't think it was going to be so quick and so short um which i felt like kind of kofi deserved better i really did um I, considering how big his championship win was at WrestleMania and the the hype that was Kofi Mania, I thought his 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 loss of the WWE Championship should have been just as big. It should have been made as big of a deal, um, and I just didn't I didn't see that. Obviously, it was treated like an afterthought with the whole Kane Velasquez thing coming in and Rey Mysterio, uh, which kind of took took away from. Uh, the, the the title match itself. So, I it didn't hit a home run for me. It didn't. The production quality was great. Um it felt like a big show, but then there were other times there most of it there was just a lot of segments and a lot of filler to get you to something that seemed very forced. Um the the, the Kane, you know, Kane Velasquez Brock stuff should be interesting. Um kind of getting that MMA audience to watch The WWE um, was a smart move. But um, at the same time, you know, you had Rey Mysterio, who was injured in storyline due to Brock coming out in the sling. And it was like he brought the he brought his big brother with him to to fight off the bully, um, which kind of made it look silly. Like if Kane came out by himself, I would have been cool with that and then he had a knee brace and he and and he took his shirt off and i was like this isn't intimidating at all brock did a great job of selling it like he'd seen a ghost but to me i don't know i just it was okay it, it it's got potential to be very cool down the line but um i just don't think uh it didn't have as much of an impact on me as i had with other people but i get why they did it so um yeah, that's, that, that, that's my take on the week in wrestling. Um, and one of the reasons why uh, our watch party is taking place this week is because of the premiere of SmackDown on Fox. Because the last time WWE produced a major event on Fox was this Saturday night's main event from November the 14th, 1992. And full disclosure for you guys, just before we get into this watch party, um, Dennis and I recently recorded this uh, before the SmackDown premiere. So, um we didn't due to some scheduling issues we didn't have time to do it after um you know Smackdown had already taken place so you won't hear us talking a whole lot about the Smackdown premiere on Fox but I did want to cover it because it was a big part of wrestling last week and it ties into this watch party um that we have coming up so uh hope you guys all enjoy the Saturday night's main event watch party from uh from November the 14th, 1992 on WWE Network. And without further ado, here we go. All right, let's get into it with this watch-along, this watch party here of Saturday night's main event, November the 14th, 1992 on the WWE Network. You guys can watch along with us. Um, My buddy Dennis is here once again. Uh, ready to uh, partake in this special watch party here as we watched the last time WWE had a major event air on the Fox network. Uh, for those of you that uh, keep are keeping score here, um, WWE... Um, as the time of this recording, um, will be on its way to producing or making its debut on Fox with SmackDown on Friday, October the fourth. But we were recording this before that even happens. So by the time you guys listen to this, that show will have already taken place. However, um, I thought it would be fitting that uh, you know we watch back this episode of Saturday Night's Main Event from Fox. Only one of the only two times WWE had a major show on Fox. Uh, with uh, a Saturday Night's Main Event from February of 1992, earlier this year. But this one in particular is from November the 14th, 1992. If you go into your WWE network right now and you search, you go to the in-ring section and then in the in-ring section category, you'll go to All Shows and then you scroll down, you click Saturday Night's Main Event. The year is 1992, the date, November the 14th. And, uh... This is a newly structured WWE network, like I've talked about um, on other watch parties recently. So it um, might take you a little bit to navigate, but um, once you get there, there won't be any more um, commercials for uh, the next Saudi Arabia show. And there won't be any more um, of the uh, the ratings that they do. The, 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 the TV-14 with the... So, um, yeah, you'll just go right to the event. Um, and I'll give you guys a countdown.
1: But um, while you guys are doing that, uh, Dennis, what's going on, man? Ch- chilling. Uh, glad to be back in the show. That uh, that uh, it's funny that that uh, I the only match I really can remember was Papa Shango versus Bret Hart. So I'm looking we're re- looking forward to watching this with you, big time.
0: Thank you. Um, it, and, You know, I I know that you know. He, you you listen to a fair amount of podcasts, this one included, which I appreciate, and um, you know you watch a fair amount of wrestling um, in your time. Um, do you go back and watch any of the old superstars from this year in nineteen ninety two at
1: all? See, here's the thing uh, that uh, I I got really 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 excited for uh, for superstars to be on 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 the network but 92 was not one of my favorite years i've not seen this current value okay uh, but then my favorite my favorite ones uh, people are gonna laugh at me or or heckle me but but my favorite uh, w uh, my favorite moments uh, were was 95 that that, that that even though that was not that great in wrestling but but uh i that 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 uh I just love the fucking Body Donuts. I really did. And, and they never put them on raw and they never put them on the big shows, but they always put them on WWE Superstars. So 95 and that and and it'd go back to 88 like 89 with like like uh, like um, Jake the Snake and like Ravishing Rick Rude. That was all like uh, superstars pretty much and that uh, that uh, but, but 92 was in. 92 was a great year of wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but but like that, but but for superstars wrestling, not that much. I get it. I get it. Um, the other podcast
0: I do with uh, my good buddy Kobe uh, from the uh, Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, we do a show called "Marking Out the Days Weekend Warriors," and we go back and we recap superstars on Saturday Night from night from and WCW Saturday Night from 1992. So um, uh, this goes kind of for 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 any of the marking out the days weekend warriors listeners that are listening to the show this event kind of goes out of the timeline a little bit based on the um based on the timeline that we're covering in uh in in uh early october on this on on that podcast so um you know you'll be a little bit ahead when if you if you go back and you watch this show with us um currently right now but um yeah we, we cover superstars on saturday night and uh you know, 1992, like you said, good year in wrestling, but as I've gone on and I've watched um, these Superstars episodes before I've gotten to, before we get to this here, um, it's it's either stuff I don't remember taking place or I thought that stuff was really good back then and looking back on it now, it's not so good. Um, but it's still a fun, fun little nostalgic trip to go back and watch that stuff. You know, Saturday mornings was my thing, man, when it came to wrestling um, superstars, especially yeah. wrestling challenge and, you know, shows like that, even WCW with the power hour, it was Yeah,
1: power hour. I yeah. would say, what was their equivalent? To yeah. Superstars? They had like yeah.
0: power hour and then Saturday night would be the show in the evenings. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, you know, that, that was what my wrestling was like on the weekends. Um, if I didn't have anything planned, um, but I, I think 1992 is a criminally underrated right. year in terms of quality of in-ring action on like major events, like big pay-per-views and big events like this. And All, and
1: are, you, are you gotta do. what, the, what every year? What was the first major pay-per-view? Royal Rumble. W- Rm- Royal Rumble '92. Royal Rumble '92. Yeah, that's yeah. The,
0: the greatest Royal Rumble in history, with Ric Flair winning as the WWF champion. Ric Flair would be a big focal point of. WWF moving forward after that, and even a part of this uh, Saturday night's main event yeah. episode here. So, uh, now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, um, <clears throat> excuse me, hit that play button when I tell you. I'm going to say 54321, hit play. You guys hit play, and we are going to watch along. Turn, the, uh, turn, turn the, the, your TV down uh, or hit the mute button and uh, enjoy the alternate commentary of one Dennis J. Levy and myself as we go back and watch Saturday night's main event from November the 14th, 1992. So, without further ado, in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, hit play. Start to show off. Uh, no pyrotechnics, of course, because this is 1992. Um, with a featured match here, Money Incorporated making their way down to the ring. Mouthless South Jimmy Hart with Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and IRS as they are scheduled to defend... The WWF Tag Team Championships against the Ultimate Maniacs, Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man, Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. From Indiana State Hulman or Hullman Center in Indy in Indianapolis, Indiana, I think.
1: So I think. my only question is when exactly did Money Inc. beat Legion Doom for the tag team titles? <laughs> it was it was
0: after Royal Rumble but before WrestleMania. I know that. Was they got like a TV show with a house? I sure? don't remember. Let's you know what. Let, let, while we, while we're watching this, let's look that up as we see That's Vince it? McMahon and Bobby the Brain Heenan on color commentary. So we a couple of guys around a bar,
1: and we're just like, we we're just talking, and we're, we're just like, money ink. Yeah, they kind of threw those titles on them, like. But then we're thinking, how did they get those titles on them? And we assumed it was Legion of Doom, but we don't. I, don't, I was never in TV, to my knowledge, or whatever. I just love to know the origins of money ain't getting the t- the tag team titles. All
0: right, I'm going to Google it right now as we speak. Um, let's look at this. Why
1: are you doing that? By the way, I hate this this new um, kind of like the flag or whatever for Saturday's main event. The new logo, yeah, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, I like
0: the old logo better. I'll be honest with you, yeah. I do like the, the the graphics they were showing in the middle of the, you know, hyping up the, the evening show. Undertaker's going to be on the show as well as uh, this match here. And, uh, yeah, look at this. Savage doesn't even have his hat and coat on. He just, they're ready to get into it right now. Run down the ramp with uh, Ultimate Warrior here.
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny. The heels got the best of them. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that before where the faces come in and the house of fire and the heels got the best of them. <laughs> Money, Inc. won
0: the WWF Tag Team Titles from the LOD in February of 1992. Um, Was it on TV? I'm looking for it right now. I can't find it. Um, when did this happen? Looks like this uh, match is pretty chaotic here. Yeah. Um what would you think of Warrior? You didn't watch a whole lot of 92 WWF, right?
1: No, no, I, I did, but I'm just saying I did. It wasn't like, the best? Watch, uh, watch. I actually liked 92, like I said, but, like, like, like you were Pacific of like, the, like, um, like, um, superstars. that, that um, and like I said, I think there were other years way better. I just hope they, you know, in either direction, south or north, I hope they expand the library, you know?
0: Yeah, what the, oh, it's the, um, that's uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan's, uh, like, uh, Magistrator, I think they <laughs> called it with the. But this year, this team of of uh, Warrior and Savage, this is like a, um, a, a an updated version of like the Mega Powers. Of course, yeah. You know, with Hogan and uh, and. Was well, uh, this
1: just a one-off for them? I don't remember them tagging.
0: They they start so. Um, they had their match at SummerSlam, Savage was a champion, Warrior was a challenger, and they had that storyline where um, Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect were kind of the ones that were stirring the pot between these two, making, one, making both of them think that one of them acquired the services of Mr. Perfect in their corner. Yeah. Turns out neither of them did, and it was all a big setup by, by Perfect and Flair, which would then um, unite Warrior and Savage as like a friend, like a, like a, like a team. Savage would then lose the title a few days later to Ric Flair with help from Razor Ramon, who was making his big, uh, big debut at the time. And then Warrior would like you know come to the aid of Randy Savage, and they would just become friends. And so this was on the road to Survivor Series that year in '92 because the original match was scheduled to be Flair and Razor against Savage and Warrior. Um, now the story going into this match here. From what I've heard, was there was talk of putting the belts on these two, but Warrior failed a drug test, and when he failed a drug test, they fired him. So this right here is actually the last televised match of the Ultimate Warrior before um, he would return in 1996. And do you remember when uh, Savage would eventually, um, he would have to find a replacement partner, it would be Mr. Perfect? Yeah. Okay. So that was because they had to fire Warrior.
1: Because
0: uh, Warrior failed a drug test.
1: Yeah. then, uh, He wasn't in the 92 SummerSlam though? Wasn't that the... That uh, was 91? Who? Uh, Warrior with the Hogan versus... That was 91. That was 91. Yeah, I'm
0: against... Right. Uh, I would have fired
1: him then. but. Uh, he anyway. got fired
0: then. Then they brought him back for <laughs> WrestleMania 8. Remember when he came out and helped Hogan at the yeah. end? And then Hogan disappeared. Warrior was with the company then. And then they... The they, final
1: struggle was a failed drug test. Okay. He failed
0: a drug test. Um, and I believe... I don't know if it was before this event. And they had him perform and they wrote him off. But, um, yeah, this would be the last televised appearance of The Ultimate Warrior until he would return in 1996. But the rumor is... And I don't know how true it is. Because I, I don't you know take everything as gospel. That they were going to put the belts on Savage and Warrior as a team. Um, which... If that were the case, then it looks like they probably would have not only put the belts on them, but eventually it would lead to the two of them wrestling each other once again. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because that's how they usually do when they put two guys together. Um,
1: It always makes sense. uh, It's always an intriguing story.
0: Here's an interesting... All right, so you wanted to know the question of how Money beat the LOD? Yeah, what what was it?
1: February 7th, 1992,
0: at a house show. They were managed by Jimmy Hart, and the title win was unusual because... They were not. They did not debut as a team on television yet. They weren't even a team on television. They just put these two together at a house show and had them beat the LOD. Um, I wonder why they did that. Was LOD in trouble? Yes. As a matter of fact, uh, the decision to give the belts to them was made um, in a hurry as the Legion of Doom's Hawk had failed a drug test. Oh, Jesus. The wrestlers were unaware that night until that night that the title would change hands as Money Inks win was not immediately acknowledged on television as programming was taped in advance. Um, and then in the storyline, uh, the Natural Disasters would turn babyface automatically um, because they were upset that Hart had assisted a, um, a new tag team in DiBiase and Erwin Arshayster, and then that would begin their rivalry heading to WrestleMania uh, 8 that year. So... Um, yeah, that's how it happened. So you can go tell all your buddies and the, at the at the next next we time just, you go to the local watering hole. I a bar. I can, yeah, like a at the old ago, watering hole. You can go tell all your like, friends.
1: When the fuck did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we know. Thank you. We're a good little match here so far. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Um,
0: I wouldn't have mind seeing Savage and Warrior with the tag team oh, titles. That yeah, would
1: have been fucking awesome. This would have been fun. Well, yeah, this, this is the Warriors' last, last WWE WWF match
0: until '96, huh? Yep, the last time he he had appeared on TV uh, because he had failed a drug test.
1: Did he wrestle for any other promotions? I don't, I don't remember that either. Mm. He just did his wrestling school and stuff. Right? He had like his little school,
0: and I think he did like one like one off indie appearance like over in Europe somewhere, and made like a bunch of money. Um, finishes here. Looks like we see uh, Money Incorporated decide to take the countout loss. But still keep their titles as Savage and Warrior, not pleased with the uh, with the, the the
1: outcome, making their way down the aisle to it. Oh, look at that! Yeah, I always hated when, uh, when I was a little kid, like, uh, like the count-outs. Oh, wait medication.
0: a minute! There's Razor Ramon and yeah. Ric Flair going after Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior. Look at that. As that? I think this was. I I think this this attack right here. Was how they wrote Warrior off. Like he was injured in the attack and oh, he, gotcha. he couldn't compete at Survivor Series.
1: He was protecting his buddy.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think that's how they did it, if I remember correctly. And then, like, just so randomly, they had, they had, uh, they put Mister Perfect in the role, which didn't really make sense if you think about it. You, if you go back and you look and you think about it, it was like. Mr. Perfect, you know, Mr. Perfect was still, um, you know, part of Ric Flair's little entourage. And they had Savage convince him to team with him um, in very unconvincing fashion. Yeah, I totally um, remember that, yeah. It was like he was still with Heenan, and he was like, well, why do not you team with me? You're going to be my partner. Huh? And Perfect's like, what are you talking about? And then Bobby Heenan just, you know. Already in Didn't the ring. Already in the ring. Shawn Michaels here as we come back from the commercial break. Um, now I remember growing up. I watched. I talked about it on our last show last week yeah. when we covered Raw and Nitro. But um, this was one of the events I remember watching as a kid. I got to stay up for. It was obviously on a Saturday night, um, and I remember this match in particular.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because I was a big Shawn Michaels fan from his rocker days, he went
1: over, didn't he?
0: Yes, he did.
1: And he was already in the ring. Did he didn't get? Did not get a, an entrance? That's what blew me. That's what took me off guard a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like I, I was. I was thinking to myself, "Of course, Shawn went over."
0: Yeah, this was this was Shawn's first big singles uh, championship uh, victory in WWE uh, over Davey Boy Smith. And one of the reasons why he got the belt, well, they had plans to put the title on him, from what I've heard, but yeah. Ultimate Warrior was the only guy that failed the drug test as well. So the, the Bulldog, Bulldog too. did also, and he was also fired not too long after this. Um, so this would. But be, the Bulldog went to WCW after this, right? Uh, yes, he did. Bulldog would uh, eventually debut for WCW uh, in February of '93 um, at Super Brawl. He would wrestle uh, Wild Bill Irwin. Okay. Um, at Super Brawl, he made his debut, and Bulldog was. Easily a main eventer in WCW, we went right to the top working with Vader and Sting and Sid and Rick
1: Rude and names like that. Um, did he ever win any of the major? Yeah, he never won the world title, of course. But no. Did, did he ever get like a TV title or US in title? In WCW, yeah.
0: No, I don't believe he won any titles in WCW, and he was only there for about a year. Okay. Um, and then eventually he would go back to WWF. At the end of, uh, towards the, 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 the latter part of 1994, he got involved in the the Bret Hart-Owen Hart, Owen Hart um, family feud rivalry. Yeah. Um,
1: well, you gotta figure, if he didn't fail that fucking drug test, that uh, he was gonna be the champ. You thought you, you think he could've been WWF champ? Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I, one of the biggest WrestleMania moments, of, uh, in my opinion, is that that... Uh, when uh, at uh, summer, at uh, SummerSlam, I'm sorry, one well, of the biggest SummerSlam moments. When oh, he time. beat Bret. Yeah, when he beat Brett for the yeah. IC title, absolutely. That's probably his biggest career accomplishment, yeah, right that, there. That, uh, I, the the, the 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 three biggest pops I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Was that that uh that uh that, that that uh war British Bulldog beating beating Bret Hart at in in the UK. Yep. That that uh, C M Punk that that entrance when he was gonna fight uh, uh, um, John a, Cena John Cena bomber. in Chicago and then and the last one very obscure but it's the truth. Listen to Tito Santana's that uh, that 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 uh, uh, with, with the crowd they exploded when he beat. But he beat the Undertaker in Brazil. Those are or the Spain, three biggest. Yes, pops. I've
0: seen that video.
1: Yes, Brazil. Yeah, it was uh, Brazil or Spain. One the yeah. two. Yeah, but but, was, but that's one of the Barcelona. biggest pops I've ever I've yeah. ever
0: heard in my whole entire life. And that was early Undertaker. That was yeah. I don't even know if he won the belt by that point. Look at this test of strength here. I like this move. Davey Boy and Sean always had great matches. Um, I always liked the two of them against each other. I just recently recapped. Uh, on this show, um, WWF One Night Only from September the twentieth, nineteen ninety seven. It was the first UK exclusive pay per view. Oh right, right, yeah. And uh, this was headline. Th- these two headlined it for the European title, Sean and uh, Bulldog. Um, this was like the early formation of DX. Um, and that was a fun show. I recap that. You can find that in the archives over at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network over on Podbean. Search Retromania with a W. You'll find all the kicking out of two shows there. Um, and while we're, while we're at it, um, you can also find all the links to our uh, to to each and every show, each and every week, on our uh, social media, Facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out of Two, as well as our Twitter handle at Kicking Out Two. Um, yeah, Sean and Davey, they they used to have some great chemistry together. I used to like their matches. Um, they they really were that that uh,
1: the most famous. Uh, I, it makes you sad because their matches are so fucking good. Most famous moment, of course, was uh, what ninety four Rumble? No, ninety five, right?
0: I get confused. Yeah, ninety five. When Sean yeah. won it, he went coast to coast. Him and Davey yeah. were one and two. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. funny thing is about that Royal Rumble. Um, number one, um, Sean. Uh, Sean and Davey were, like, really the only big stars in that Rumble. Okay, if you go back and watch that Rumble, which, by the way, formal invitation, you're always welcome. We're going to do a watch party of that coming up in January on the 25th anniversary. We're going to watch just that Royal Rumble match uh, when when Sean won in 1995. Um, Just for us, what else was on on that card, do you know? and Diesel. For the belt. Oh, yeah. Um, Razor Ramon and Double J for the Intercontinental title. Okay. Um, Undertaker versus IRS.
1: And, and thank God to Razor Ramon. Isn't that criminal he was never in a Royal Rumble match? That that's is crazy. Criminal. I know, that's, that's crazy. That's criminal.
0: That is crazy. Um, yeah. It's surprising. As big of a name he was, they didn't give him an opportunity. He was always in the Intercontinental title picture. Yeah. 90, uh, 93, he, was, he fought Brett for the heavyweight title at the Royal Rumble. And this was, like, early Razor Ramon. 94, he wrestled IRS for the Intercontinental title. 95, he wrestled Double J. 96, he wrestled uh, Goldust. Yeah. And the name is gone. But, um, yeah, we're going to do a watch party of uh, 95 Royal Rumble oh, with totally, these two totally. guys in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, we're just going to watch that match. We're not going to watch the whole show. Um, that's also the show that was infamous for uh, the start of the Bam uh, Bam B- Bigelow-Lawrence Taylor WrestleMania storyline. Oh, yeah. When Bigelow shoved LT. Oh, yeah.
1: Did, did he have the tag team titles or did he
0: lose them? They lost it yeah. in the tournament. Um, but uh, yeah, that Royal Rumble match, not heavy on star power, I will say. Maybe like Sean, Davey Boy, Luger, and Owen were like the four biggest names okay. <laughs> that Rumble. The I other, remember Luger The other 26 guys were fucking losers.
1: Were Luger in the Final Four?
0: Uh, maybe. I don't know. How about The Undertaker? What was he? Doing? Undertaker was not in that Rumble. I know. They were heavy. The, the undercard was heavy on big name talent, but the Royal Rumble match sucked a big fat.
1: And the even other la- like like last year. So like like uh you we knew Seth Rollins was gonna win because that he was the only name yeah, in the, the fucking thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, last year's rumble was a little under the men's rumble was a oh, little was terrible uh, underwhelming. But um The females
1: wasn't much better either. The
0: rumble uh, the rumble in ninety five here with that Sean won. Um that rumble only uh, you know how the intervals are like every 90 seconds a guy comes out? Yeah. Well, that year it was only every 60 seconds. So that Rumble match went by like that,
1: super quick. So, I kind of like that. I, I, I don't mind the
0: 60-second format
1: either. Um, because you know what I like about that too? It would promote uh, like a dominant a dominant guy. I like when one guy eliminates eight guys in a yeah. row. It, it promotes that better, better. Oh, yeah. When you get the ninety second, that then they're more hesitant. because You always have the action or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know I, I, no, I, I'm I, right there with you. I, those are always my favorite moments. So kind of like the the Diesel and the Kane, uh, even more than like whoever won the matches. I don't know. That's just me. No, I I, I like it myself too. I mean,
0: I think when Diesel did that in '94, they kind of patterned those moments after him. Some they would find a big guy and be like, all right, let's let him you know like clean house a little bit and, and and see what they got with him. Um, but what we got here is a pretty fun match. Yeah. Uh, Sean and Davey here. Um, intercontinental title this was um you know like i said first year in Sean's singles run um no sherry sherry's not a part of the picture right now um they did this was after they did the angle where uh where uh, marty genetti returned and sean uh Sean hit Sherry in the Sean. I think Sean pulled Sherry in front of Marty, and Marty had that that heart shaped mirror and broke it over Sherry's head. Oh Jesus! Remember, remember that? no. Dude, you gotta go back and watch that. That was some pretty good Sherry shit.
1: Sherry took a mirror. bump. Sherry
0: man. took the best bumps better than the guys. Like Sherry was Sherry did wasn't afraid of yeah. nothing. Like she would get punched by a guy, she kicked by a slammed. You know you what I mean? You were
1: telling me the Jake the Snake robber stories. I totally believed it. Like Sherry Marshall. Sherry was a
0: Sherry. Yeah, Sherry was wild with. With uh, yeah, Jake, yeah, I told you a story about Jake used to fuck around with her for a while. Yeah, you see, he said he,
1: he, he was like, she would be literally beat the shit out yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah,
0: she, yeah, she, yeah. She, as Jake said, Sherry liked her sex, she made you work for her pussy. That's what Jake said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm dying. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Yeah, go out of your way to ever, if you ever Jake the Snake's in, in local, actually, you know where he's, he's coming to Hamden, Hamden, Connecticut in November. Is he? Yeah. It's like a it's same show. I it's probably the same show I went to with my wife. I was wondering if how I'm the, free. If I'm free that night, maybe we'll go.
1: We got uh, dude,
0: too far away, dude. You'd love it. Yeah, you'd love it, man. You'd go crazy for the stories, man. It was it that show was better than when we went to Money in the Bank earlier this year. Yeah, was it. That's how much fun I had at that but show. Money in
1: the Bank had uh, I wasn't disappointed. but... No, uh, it, it was what it was. <laughs> it was still fun. Yeah, we knew I, what we we knew what we were gonna get. Yeah. By the way, no one takes a sling a slingshot bump like, like Shawn Michaels. Uh yeah, no, he does he does he does a pretty good job of it. Yeah.
0: Dolph Ziggler overdoes it now. Dolph Ziggler, yeah, Dolph, that's,
1: oh, that's Dolph, a good rebuttal. Dolph,
0: Billy Gunn too was another one that used to be able to take him pretty Yeah, good. yeah,
1: those are two really good rebuttals.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bulldog with his delayed vertical suplex standard from him. Yeah. I, I used always, to love when he would do that and he would lift the guy up and hold him up for, you know. 15, 20, 25, yeah. 30 seconds, you know. And the crowd would like, the longer he stayed, got the guy up there, the crowd would like cheer him on even more.
1: I yeah. love that bump, by the way, when they take the buckle the off, and uh, then, uh, and I was very satisfied with the Bailey. Um, the Bailey um, Charlotte match at the last pay per view where 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 she took off the buckle and boom slammed her head in it. And oh the yes, that finish. Oh, yep. so awesome. That like, was a good finish. I, I like. I
0: love that. That was a good finish. They turned they turned her into a little sneaky weasel heel. I liked it. Yeah. I thought that was
1: good stuff too. Um, yeah. I wish she. I wish they were more patient with her and be and, and make her. Like, like I said, how how many, how many me Justin was always talking about like how many times. So you get a wrestler that's catered for little girls. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, Been she, that audience, anyway. That's yeah. what it is. She anyway, it. I'm just trying to just. I just No, I no, The comparison's great because you
0: because yeah. you, you saw the spot here. Yeah. Um, I believe this is the finish of the match here. Um, they're bulldogs. Talking. Bulldogs <laughs> going to go for the, the the top rope spot. Just but he's gonna, one. Yep. Yeah, this was great here. One, two, three, and your winner and new.
2: World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels.
0: That's
1: pretty good. man. my best Harvard Finkel. That's <laughs> that bad. It's kind of like that was like Finkel and uh, and uh, uh, and um, Paul Bear put together. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty
2: good. Paul Bear. Wow. Yeah. Oh my undertaker
0: <laughs> actually he's coming out later with undertaker so maybe we'll uh maybe undertaker
1: tonight. Yeah, undertaker's
0: on this show. Okay. Has they advertised him? Soon. I
1: love like the true zombie undertaker. That's my favorite. Old school, story. right? That's my favorite form. You know. Now this,
0: I now when I watched this in 92 I just remember Being excited that Shawn Michaels won because, like I said, I was a big Rockers guy. I even liked Shawn as a bad guy. He was one of the very few bad guys I liked as a kid because I still did the cheer the baby faces, boo the heels. But Shawn was one of the very few bad guys that I liked at that time. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, that was sneaky. I like that. But I remember back then thinking, wow, like this is a big deal. Like You didn't see title changes on... Big shows like this, you know what I mean? I, yeah, you never saw, Even if you saw them on pa- per yeah. views, were like where you would see a major title change. Here we go, Mean Gene Okerlund with Ric Flair, Mister Perfect, and Razor Ramon. I'm sure he's gonna follow them out to the bar later in the evening.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. This is hyping up the uh, the, the the big matches Survivor Series. Between it, it, between these uh, th- these two teams.
1: You're talking about Bars and Scott Hall. I got I to gotta admit, it was sad because I didn't get the reference. You know, I was only uh, 16 years old at the time, whatever. But the Scott Hall, uh, the last call Scott Hall gimmick uh, really was... Oh, uh, when they it, did, when WCW, when yeah. They, they,
0: yeah. I mean, that was kind of in poor taste, though, where they, he was really going through a rough period. Like, that was just... That was just fucking brutal. I'll I'll never forget that. I'll tell you a a little Scott Hall story. First time I ever met him, um, and I might have told you this story before, I worked, Nitro came to Connecticut, it was in Hartford, it was the night the Warrior debuted. It was in 98, August of 98. And uh, I worked for a catering company and I was busting tables in the cafeteria in the building and I had my little notepad and I had all the guys sign my thing and he was eating by himself. And he sat at a table completely separate from where Kevin Nash was because the rumor at the time was that Bischoff didn't want those guys even interacting with each other because they were both in the two different NWOs. You remember oh, that? K stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were trying
0: to keep it kayfabe yeah. even in the locker room. That was yeah. the rumor. I remember that as a kid. And then I remember even on the internet, I was you know, 15, 16 years old, and I was reading the... Um, the dirt sheets, and there was a story about like Scott Hall was trying to get himself fired from WCW because he had had enough, um, and I remember asking him that after I, he signed my thing. I said, hey man, you know would you mind signing this? He's like, yeah sure, not a problem. What's your name, kid? And I told him, and I said, I got a question to ask you. Do I here that you want to get yourself fired from here. You know, you want to go back to WWF with like you know Shawn Michaels and 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 Triple H and DX, and he was like. He's like, nah, man, I ain't trying to get myself fired. I just keep fucking up. And he got up from the table, and he left.
1: Whoa. And, man, yeah, I can't that, believe he acted yeah. so honest. I know. I was
0: surprised. I thought he was getting, like, you know how wrestlers are. If, like, yeah. a fan asks you about something inside, like, they get all offended and shit. Yeah. Um, speaking of offended, a lot of wrestling fans get offended by Papa Shango, thinking that uh, this was a horrible character. I thought, as a kid, this fucking dude was scary. I,
1: I tell you what, it, he just wasn't booked right. I that uh, or... Er, the, the thing where, where I mean, they had to do it, I guess, but the thing with the Ultimate Warrior... With, with the, the throwing up? Yeah, that yeah. was a bad taste. It no but as a kid... Uh, Alright, so this yeah. is
0: pre-internet. This is before I could read, like, rumors and stories and all the behind-the-scenes stuff. This is before the big But that kid
1: is terrified.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. As a kid, like, he looked intimidating. He looked terrifying. Like, he looked like, you know, he... Like, you were scared of him, for sure. Um... And you're probably wondering why this match is taking place. These two actually had a little beef on superstars. Um, Papa Shango took credit for putting a curse on Bret Hart, resulting in Bret Hart losing the title to Bulldog at SummerSlam earlier that year. So then Bret became the champion, and now he's got this uh, this big match with Papa Shango um, on this Saturday night's main event. But, um, yeah... Um, I thought he was intimidating. Papa Shango scared me when Ultimate warrior made himself throw up. Even as a kid, I was like, "Whoa." Cuz you never saw anything like that. Yeah. Voodoo, you know what I mean? Like it, it, especially like at that time like those Indiana Jones movies and all that crazy shit Yeah, triple doom, yeah, that you was know? freaky. Like freaky. Th- th- some freaky stuff in that. Like so yeah. it it, it kind of worked for that time period. People look at it now, it's like, "Oh, that's fucking terrible." And it's like it was 1992, like, you know. If if you're my age, you're 30, I'm 36. Yeah. Like you didn't know what the fucking internet was, and you were not that smart to wrestling. You were a fan just like me, so sit down and shut the fuck up. Like you know what I mean? You know, don't tell me in nineteen ninety two you you used to say you used to yell at the TV, going "Who booked this shit?" You were just like, ah, oh. like you you were a fan. You knew your role yeah. as a fan. You know what I mean? I love the, it how I love it how some fans will go back and be like, "You know what? It, it, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that when I was a kid, and I thought, why did they do that? That's so stupid.'" No, no you didn't. didn't. No, you were I'm a sorry.
1: fucking fan. <laughs> be quiet. You watched it, yeah. and, you, and you know, give me a fucking break. That uh, it, that, at the end of the day, that, 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 as much as we love what, well, as much as we love wrestling, mm-hmm. it, it's a show catered for children that adults watch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're. It's yeah, it's it's more. Yeah, I kind
1: of wish I was a ten year old kid. I could only imagine watching the fiend right now. If I was like a twelve year old kid, that always be, fascinates be me. Terrified. It's
0: like, what if I was a kid now? Like, yeah. what if I was like, like you know, a young teenager? You know,
1: it me as an adult. I could only imagine if, if I was a kid. Because I do vaguely remember the Undertaker. Yeah, with 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 his heel. Yeah, and he was like, Jake the Snake, Robert He scared the shit out of me. Act, that them together really scared me. Yeah, they like, legitimately. With the what, cobra, what was a zombie? Yeah, it was nuts. Oh yeah, it was yeah. He
0: as a kid, it was like, wow, oh my goodness, like like they're sc- you know what I mean? Yeah, they scared me
1: absolutely. Yeah, they scared me. You know that and Bankind uh, when he first came out, legit legitimately scared me. Like, even, like, um to sort certain of said Vader, when, where, where WCW Vader, yep. when you powerbomb a guy, like a jobber, and he looks at the camera, and be like, oh, I'm going to kill you, yeah. too. And I'm like, I'm oh, kill him. Well, you. I remember, <laughs> I've,
0: I've told this story a number of times on this show, but I, I, I might have told you this, but the when I, when Vader scared the shit out of me, was when he powerbombed Cactus Jack on the concrete floor on an episode of WCW Saturday Night, and they had to stop the match. Cactus lost that by was a, a gnarly, that,
1: that that could have been because of the injury
0: that was a gnarly bump and they showed the fans um, like it looked like kids were crying in the crowd yeah. and like it was just it was this like it was this moment it felt like where like a professional athlete like a football player gets hurt on the field they got to stop the game you he know what it, I mean is it
1: was K that was ran in there was that written, was a gnarly bump I think that it could have written, been real dude I,
0: it could have been but I mean from what I gather I I I believe that was a part of it. They capitalized on that um, when they did the the whole cactus jack has amnesia yeah. storyline. Um, I certainly had amnesia here because I had no idea that this match had even happened See, this, until that's recently. Funny. Uh,
1: I, I don't remember this event until until you said Papa Shango, uh, Bret Hart. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that match now.
0: <laughs> it's crazy that like they put this match together. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't picture these two wrestling each other, Papa Shango and Bret Hart but they were trying to really build up Brett as the champion. They were going in a different direction. This was after, you know, this was them like going away from the big guys as their as their top stars, you know, yeah. the, the big muscle heads like a Hogan, like a Warrior. Um okay. and they were also in the midst of, you know, the 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 steroid trial too. They were they were looked at by the government and they were the government was really starting to dig their heels in, so Vince was making some changes, and one of them was, you know, having an average-looking guy like a Bret Hart be your champion, and to get away from that whole stereotype of the big muscle guy. Now that bump there, I always liked Bret when he did that, that bump into the corner where he'd go chest first. Yeah, Brett it looked t- real, yeah. yeah that, every time he did that, it looked like that fucking turnbuckle caved his chest in. Collapsed a few lungs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But... I that um, I know Brett gets his due. Like a, there's a lot of people think he's the best wrestler of all time. Yada yada, yada. but my brother included. They, oh, absolutely. But I, I really don't think I know this sounds like a crazy statement, but I really don't think he gets his due when it comes to how good he really was. Like like, like that bump, like, like right there, like his kid, it's like you know caves his chest and whatever you know. That, that uh, people just remember him being like this champion, you know, giving sunglasses to children and whatever. That uh, you you know doing a sharpshooter or the wrap around people's legs around posts yeah. and stuff like that, but his selling were really on point. His
0: selling, yeah, and his psychology too. Um You know, he was he was great at that. Um, yeah. Case in point, it would be a few years after this, the storyline with uh, his brother Owen when Owen turned on him and kicked his leg, um, and Brett know had to enter the Royal Rumble practically on one leg and he would end up tying that Royal Rumble with Lex Luger in 1994 the drama in you know Brett's entrance into the Rumble hobbling down to the ring and then making it all the way to the very end to only tie it with Luger like you as a kid you knew it was make-believe but you were like is he really hurt like damn like he made it look so good you know Brett was great at taking an ass whooping and knew how to knew
1: how to sell. I'll give him that. I mean. I'm surprised looking back at that, I'm surprised like um, I I, I it, it was perfect how everything turned out. But like just a cherry on that Sunday, wouldn't it have been awesome? Old Owen Kick you came in, you know, grabbed the mic and goes it goes, This proves that you faked that injury. This proves that you're a piece of shit. This proves that that, that that you don't want to be my tag team partner, you know what I mean? That, that Uh uh, what, I think that he, if he
0: exposed cool. Brett as a phony
1: that night, that the same night, where it's like you know, instead of just like you know, for twenty minutes, have like the refs go, you know, he's a winner, he's a winner, he's a winner, he's a winner, you know what I mean? They're both winners, you know. It's just like like doing that all that stuff. Onar comes out gets the mic whenever when they're discussing whatever, you know, and they just drops the mic literally, you know what I mean? It goes, this proves, no, 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 no one can win a, uh, or, or tie a rumble or win a rumble with one leg. You're a fake, you're a fraud, you're a piece of but shit. But he's the one
0: that caused the leg injury that night, so how
1: would it be a, how would, what but would... But anyway, no, the leg injury happened, like, 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 like during the match. That's why the match had to be stopped with the Quebecers. There was, like, no definitive winner. Because of his leg injury. You want to tag in, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, I get what you're saying. Listen. So 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 okay, so,
1: so Arno Hart, Hart's like, okay. I just exposed you. Yeah. You didn't want to be with me. You didn't you, want to be you, yeah. You, you, wanted, you were focused on the world match yeah. the whole time. Okay. Uh, i I think that would have been a little uh, the time uh, that, that could've that could have been interesting
0: if they you know? if they added know. that element.
1: No, I I, I get that. Like I I said, get everything it. was perfect. How dare dare I even like, you know No,
0: but I mean even yeah. no, that, that could have been a great talking point for owen in his rivalry with brett like you didn't even care about our tag match you were more focused on the rumble if your leg hurt you so bad you shouldn't have been able to compete in the rumble you know like why did you go
1: out into the rumble and didn't finish the tag match with me like yeah like that would have been you know even better if owen hart was in that uh, the owen hart was in, in in the rumble and like he know, was in that rumble. He just was him and Brett never crossed paths. Oh really?
0: Dumped, Diesel dumped
1: him out of Oh, come on, <laughs> yeah. WWE. Yeah. It, it should have been Bret Hart to eliminate him. That, that, uh, they missed but the,
0: that's the point that they were building towards the match with the yeah, two of them they eventually. Yeah,
1: they, so. they, they, the, they, they missed the buck on that one. Yeah, just like that, Papa they, Shango no. missed
0: that elbow there. <laughs> that ugly-looking elbow as Brett is now making his, his comeback.
1: Yeah, actually, you know what, though? I'm sorry we we're talking over this, but yeah, this was, like, this was a really good match. This wasn't bad, I'll say that. But if Orrard was really in that, I don't remember Odenhart being there. It was early on. Oh, it should have been Brett. It was Brett. like one of the, like, the first like seven or eight guys. It should have been Brett to eliminate him. And then he grabs the mic and be like, See? See, everybody? He's a frog! He's a piece of shit! You can't be eliminating people on one, one, one leg!
0: Well, I mean, they wouldn't use the, the, the terminology, not, piece of but, shit, but, but yeah. No, I get your point.
1: I tell you what, WME is getting to the point where they're, they're almost there. The PTA yeah, is they're, officially dead.
0: Yeah, they're, they're leaning more towards, you know, young adult... Um, uh, Content, um, not full blown, you know, yep. attitude era, because I don't think that would fly in today's world. Hell, even if you look back and
1: oh, I did just take that Cody Rhodes chair shot? People fucking lost their lost their lost their minds. They're like, "That's unprotected." That uh AEW needs to do an apology. Fucking uh, what? What's what's Khan's first name? The, Tony, uh, yeah, Tony Khan. Tony Khan had to had to make a huge press conference about a fucking chair shot. Anyway, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. No, I get you. We see Brett looking like he's going to set up for the sharpshooter. Yeah,
1: it looks like he'll be over here. Mercifully, this match ends. Over Papa Shango. <laughs> 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 I like him. I, I didn't have a
0: problem with him. I thought he, like I said, I thought this he was scary as a kid. Half,
1: this wasn't half bad.
0: No, this wasn't half bad.
1: you think he would do a boot curse right about now, but anyway, that's the that's point. You know what's
0: interesting about this finish here? Is that, you know, back in the day, and we've kind of talked about it, you know... um now when, now when there's a submission, everyone taps out. Okay? Yeah. You know, the ref just went to Shango, and Shango said he had enough. You know? Yeah, you don't get enough of those finishes. You don't. You don't get those anymore because yeah. everyone taps out. You know? I, they, they try to go with that MMA element, you know, when it, it works at times. But um, it would be, like, be nice if, like, someone was just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I quit, you
1: know? Even, like, like um, there's a takeover match. Um, Candice Array versus my girl, Shirai. Yep. That, 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 uh, that, uh, where, where Ina, Shir- Ina Shirai puts, uh, kids Rae was about to tap, but then she puts, like, her arm in her legs so and when she couldn't tap so she passed out. But Kansu Rae, she should have been like, I quit, I quit, I quit, I quit! You know? Yeah. Anyway. Well, <laughs> is that, is that Heenan right now? Yeah, that's Heenan doing the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the writing
0: with, like, the old, uh, the magistrate. And here we, here we see the funeral parlor, it looks like. We're gonna set up for, uh, the, the, the talk show. That is so creepy. Yeah.
2: Oh, yes, my Undertaker he's <laughs> here. He's gonna bury you, Kamala, in the double-wide, double-deep casket. You fat motherfucker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, my God, that was pretty good. I used to love the talk shows, man. I used to love the sets. We did a... We did a did a, a show recently on talk shows, um, talking about um, the, the the production quality and how that talk show element.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, like he's
0: he's making the he's making the coffin. He's 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 getting the measurements set to. To put Kamala.
2: That's right. My Undertaker has been working day and night to make your double wide double deep casket. You
1: fat motherfucker. Oh yes. Oh man. That'd be amazing if we was allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey
2: Whippleman and Kim Chi. I didn't forget about you. I found another Casket that fits the size of you, especially you, Harvey Whippleman, because you have the body frame of a seven-year-old.
0: Oh yes, yeah. the finish from SummerSlam where Kamala was running away. He was scared. This was like the first time they showed any kind of um Weakness in the Kamala character. That's right,
2: Kamala. You're a little bitch. You're afraid <laughs> of my Undertaker. Oh, yes. And in this urn, Kamala, in this urn is where you're going to be after my Undertaker cremates you. Oh, yes.
1: That's so creepy. You just go down he, the coffin like that. That's so cool, though. It's so good.
0: Yeah, they need to bring this this kind of format back with the talk shows here.
1: All right? The, yeah, what are they got like the Kevin Owen Show and Kamala? <laughs> I'm going to feast
0: on your rotting carcass and your flesh and the moons on your big fat belly. And after I get done, I'm gonna save Kimchi and Paul Bear. Kimchi for Paul Bear. And then that other walking advertisement for abortion, Harvey (laughs)
1: Whippleman. You too will rest in peace. That, uh, was he a face at this time? Yes,
0: he was a baby face. Do you remember how he turned baby face? Had
1: to move Jake the Snake, right? Yes.
0: I don't know. He stopped Jake the Snake from nailing Macho Man and Elizabeth with the steel chair. On that. Saturday night's main event.
1: And then, then he, he feuded with Jake the Snake. Then huh? he
0: feuded with Jake the Snake. And him and Jake the Snake had that match at WrestleMania.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then, uh, yeah.
0: And this was one of those instances where he was so evil looking and so scary looking that in the beginning I had a hard time looking at Undertaker as like a good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really did.
2: I did it. Bret Hart, they gave you the belt because Hulk Hogan's not here anymore. and Because we're going into a steroid trial and we need to let all the people know that we don't put the championships on muscle-headed steroid freaks that take needles in the ass. So guess what? Your number's up and you became the champ. How does it feel to be the WWF champion even though Vince McMahon thinks you're a worthless motherfucking piece
0: of shit? Tell me, Bret. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Shawn Michael, what the hell are you doing here? For real. Beginning stages of this rivalry it's here. The,
1: it's the beginning of that ladder match yeah
0: um No, they had that ladder match a few months before this, oh, okay. um, which wasn't televised. Um, you can find it on the network, but it didn't make TV, but this was to hype up Survivor Series um, between Brett and Sean. Oh,
1: it's a, uh, when, that's when the... the uh, wait. It's, not, it's a, not the screw job. This no, was no 19- not the screw job. Of course not the screw job, but... but it's, no, did, was that one that uh, Owen was like, the only one that got eliminated?
0: No, no, no. That's a year later. That's right I was to say. That's yeah. too soon. I, I don't know. So Sean won the Intercontinental belt, but he somehow managed to get an opportunity to face Brett for the heavyweight title. So it's Brett's belt that's only going to be on the line. At Survivor um, Series? At Survivor Series, Jesus, yeah.
1: Jesus, I don't remember this match at all.
0: Yeah. That was like the beginning of their singles rivalry. Um... Was that the main event of Survivor Series? That was the main event of Survivor oh, Series, actually, yeah. I don't actually. remember yeah. that at all. Look at this. Vince and Bobby at the announcer's desk. It looks like there's some sort of big gift that they're going to be opening. I don't remember this at all.
1: Why is... they got to figure that's it, that this is the end of the show, right? Why yeah, I think guy, this is the end of the show. Why is a yeah. guy in the middle of the ring, like a jobber.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they tape... They, they probably tape this when they tape superstars, but yeah. This is the end of... Saturday night's main event here from November the 14th, 1992. That about does it for this, uh, this, uh, this watch party here. What'd you think of this? Uh,
1: this it was good, yeah. I was very entertained, the, yeah. At that, at, uh, good conversation, good show. Oh, that, I had a lot of fun, yeah. Um, I'm sure that you know,
0: by the time, like I said, this podcast drops, um, the debut on Fox for SmackDown will have already taken place, and uh, I'm sure that they'll have probably put out a pretty banging kick-ass show, probably better than the one that we just watched here on WWE <laughs> Network. But um, you know, a lot of big changes are taking place in wrestling. We kind of talked about it in the last podcast. Um, there's a draft coming up. Uh, for Raw and SmackDown, that's going to go over a two-week period coming up, starting this Friday, October the 11th, um, and it's going to end on Monday, October the 14th. Um, briefly, what are your thoughts on the draft, and what do you th- and and what would you like to see take place? What moves would you like to see made uh, going into the, uh, the 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 WWE draft?
1: Oh, good question. Um, I, that that um, I like. Uh, I don't. Know. I don't know. I just love the draft so much. I really do. That that uh, that um keep the keep, keep the good tag teams and factions all together. Don't split them up. I hate when they split up a good tag team. Or yeah. whatever, You know what I mean? That that, that keep them together or whatever. That, that call it a cheat pick, what whatever. If you pick one tag team, both of them together. They like, go together. Like, yeah. Like you split up revival or something. You're you just being yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. I just hate that. That's all I they hate I'm about the draft. I always hold my breath. Don't split up a good tag team. Okay. I always hold my breath about that. So don't, don't split up a good tag team. Um, keep the, uh, keep Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Keep The Fiend on Raw. Um, I don't know. Just do uh, kind of the common sense things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, that, uh, I would actually like to see once and for all that um, the one thing I want to see, I want to see Sasha win the belt at, at, at Hell in a Cell and then gets. um then gets uh, goes to SmackDown. Yeah. She, she, she well, has a by the time this by the time her,
0: this comes, she may have already won the belt. At her home her, so her we character
1: definitely is more more like wrestling, authentic, and like you know, beat the shit out of somebody. That's yeah. like, like that's SmackDown's attitude. So I want, I want Sasha to go on SmackDown, and I don't know that then, then, uh then uh, I like to then, um who who do you have for my question for you for the draft is. Who do you So I'm assuming you need two representatives. Who the fuck are, you, are, are your representatives? That's May, a good question. Does Stephanie, come back and be wrong? and, 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 and uh, I'm assuming kayfabe-wise, that that uh, that, that uh, uh, Shane McMahon's gonna get fired in the ladder match, that that. I don't see... If he loses, yeah. I don't see... We don't I, know. I don't see Kevin Owens lo, losing that ladder. Yeah, I don't see but that either. That, that, uh, so, so, who are you going to have your for your SmackDown representative? Who are your representatives, for fuck's
0: sake? I don't know. That's a good question. That is a very good I question. I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, I forward Honestly, I will say this. I've heard rumors that um, they're going to treat this draft um, over the course of a two-night period like they do with the NFL draft. You're going to have different celebrities, television uh, uh, personalities um, announcing the picks. So, you know, with the next pick, oh, like Monday that. Night Raw, you know, so you may see, like, for instance, let's say, um, uh, let's just say, for argument's sake, on Fox for SmackDown, maybe you'll see, um, you know, Terry Bradshaw and Michael Strahan and like the, the, the NFL Sunday Fox crew, yeah. maybe they come out and they announce the first pick for SmackDown. And then maybe over on Raw, um, you get... Um, um, How about some NXT guys? I don't know if NXT is going to be a part of that. It wouldn't surprise me if a couple go here and there, but I don't think, as far as I know, it's advertised Raw and SmackDown. Okay. NXT is not a part of this draft, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if, like, if some if if some guys don't get picked for either Raw or SmackDown, then they automatically show up in NXT. Um, I could see something like that happening. Um, like I said, it all depends on how things play out. Like like I'm telling all of you right now as you're listening to this, we've recorded this before October the 4th, the big debut on Fox with SmackDown, so we don't even know how that show's played out. But here's what I would like to see with the draft, okay? I think we need to get rid of one of the women's titles, merge the single women's championship. So there's no more Raw and SmackDown women's champion. It's just one WWE women's champion. And you leave that one women's champion um, exclusive to one of the brands. Let's just say raw for argument's sake and then smackdown
1: um you would put the women's tag team titles on there. then
0: you take the men's tag team championships and you merge both of those together and you have one men's tag team division and you put that over on raw and then let's say for argument's sake on smackdown you were to create a maybe the 24-7 title is exclusive to, to, to SmackDown only and it mm-hmm. gives like some of those mid-card guys and girls because it seems like they're they're now adding the girls into the 24-7 yeah. mix something for them to 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 fight for so um, I would say take the Universal and WWE Championship and merge those
1: together but um,
0: nah, I mean
1: I don't I, know I think that's uh, right now I think the time would be off that uh, yeah Kofi that's on fire I'm assuming, it, I'm 100% certain you're going to put the belt on The Fiend. Yeah. And then, then, uh, it's just... I, and then, uh, I get it. I know.
0: mean, I, I can see why they would keep it, you know. Especially if, you know, if if Brock wins the belt. You know, he's not going to be on TV every week. You know, he'll probably be on a little... If he's going to be a regular on SmackDown, he'll probably be on a little more regular than he normally was in the past as the champion. So. I don't know. I, I they, really think Kofi's
1: going to win that match. I think they're going to make him more... Right, that they are. They're doing a great job booking them. That uh, it would have shocked me. Either way, Brock wins or Corfu wins. It would shock me either way. But I'm I'm leaning more towards Corfu beats them.
2: Yeah. Like
0: yeah.
1: I, I yeah. I I guess you can. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I could see. I,
0: I kind of want it to happen because I don't think it should be a foregone conclusion that Brock's going to win. But who knows? Maybe it will have already happened by the time this podcast drops. Because, yep. um, like, like I said, we we're recording before October the fourth. But um, yeah, this was a lot of fun, man. Thanks for uh, thanks thanks for being uh, you know being a part of this little watch along. Next week, got you back for one more Uh, as we're going to get in the spirit of Halloween with our gimmick cosplay episode next week. We're going to discuss, I'm going to sit down with Dennis and I'm going to quiz Dennis on um, guys in wrestling history that have portrayed more than one character. So what I'm going to do, Dennis, I'm going to give you a name of a persona and you're going to guess um, the other personas this individual had played. And we're just going to go from there. We're going to talk about whether, you know, which one was the most successful, which one wasn't, and just, you know, have a little fun with it, get in the spirit of Halloween. You know, it seems uh, uh, Halloween's, uh, you know, not too far you know down the road at the end of October, and I uh, thought I'd bring a little Halloween feel to the show. Um, although, getting dressed up in cosplaying seems to be an all-day, all all-year kind of thing with all the Comic-Cons that are out now. People going to comic cons dressed up like their favorite, you know, pop culture, comic book characters now, even wrestlers too. So I guess it's not just a Halloween thing anymore. Cosplaying is now... Playing dress-up is an all-year thing. Absolutely. I I
1: actually hear it's actually good money if you do it right. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I I have a a friend of mine that that goes to a few Comic-Cons, and he cosplays... you Know a lot in like the Harry Potter world and different, you know, Marvel comics and stuff like that. My favorite is the guy that he dresses up as the doctor from Jurassic Park, the old man with the white beard. Oh, that's amazing! And it, yeah, and he and he yeah. and he looks the part really well, he does a great job. My buddy Dank, uh, who dresses up, uh, you know, doing all that, his uh, House of Phoenix cosplay, you can find that on Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, that that about does it this week. Um be sure to hit us up on Facebook. Hit that like button. Facebook.com forward slash kicking out two. Follow us on Twitter. All the links to archive shows up there, as well as the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on Podbean. Search Retromania with a W. Find all the great shows over there, like Marking Out the Days, Hulk is Dead, Origins of Attitude, Guiding Wrestling Radio, as well as this show, Kicking Out It Two. And with that being said, it's time that we put this Saturday night's main event watch party down for the three count. We will see you all next week.